You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Let's take a reading this morning from Matthew chapter 13. Um, last Sunday we had our dad here. How many of us were in church last Sunday? It was such a blessing. I encourage those who came on Wednesday to please play that message over and over again. It's the kind of messages that um, their pieces are made of. It could be said the letter to the church in Nigeria. Praise the Lord. And then they'll say after you read it, pass it to the church in Ghana, the church in Cameroon, even the church in Saudi Arabia, and the church in North Korea. How many of us are praying for the nations of the world? Praise God. It's very important we never forget them because God, you never know what God could do with your prayers. Amen? So the church in Saudi Arabia, they are coming. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, so last Sunday, Dad uh, taught us on, you know, faith, love, and power. And he taught us on the link or the connection between all of that. And one of the things that, you know, stood out for me was the fact, you know, where he taught us that faith stands on knowledge. Praise the Lord. Faith stands on knowledge. Faith stands on the revelation knowledge of God. And we looked at the scripture that said, how shall they believe where there is no preacher? You know, preacher, how shall the preachers preach unless he be sent? And then we saw on Wednesday how it was important that we believe the right one. He says, have faith in God. He didn't just say have faith. Where we are now, most people will just say have faith, have faith. Say, do you believe? He said, I believe. Do you believe? I believe. Okay, but it matters who and what your faith is in. Praise the Lord. And it also matters what you know, propels your faith. It matters what your faith is anchored on. Okay, and um, you may please, if you haven't, you weren't there on Wednesday, I encourage you to get the message so that we have the flow. Praise the Lord. Okay, now one of the things that um, Dad said on Sunday, taught us on Sunday, was that the part of the job, the assignment of the minister of the gospel must be to preach or teach the mysteries, praise the Lord, must be to teach the mysteries of the kingdom because it's based on the revelation and understanding of those mysteries that you can have the genuine faith that will produce results, praise the Lord. So we take our text from Matthew 13 and we'll see how the Lord put it there for us. Matthew 13 from verse 10. Let's read together. It says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because he has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. 
And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of those people have grown dull, their hearts are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see and your ears that they hear. Let's pray. Father, we come to you through our Lord and Savior Jesus this morning. And we receive the blessedness of eyes that see and ears that hear. Lord, as we look into your word today, in your mercy and by your Holy Spirit, unveil to us the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you, Father, that our faith may be founded on that which is true and that our lives may be pleasing to you. Thank you, O Lord our God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we want to see what, you know, is here for us. And, you know, the mysteries of the kingdom, once you hear mysteries, you know, some of us just withdraw. Some of us are not interested in the mysteries. We want the ABCs of the kingdom. How many of us don't want the difficult? We just want the simple things, right? Praise the Lord. However, as you're going to see, these mysteries, when the Lord reveals it to you, they become ABCs to you. And that will happen for somebody today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay? So, we start, what is a mystery? What does mystery mean? I checked my dictionary, and what it said is that it is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. And the Bible says the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, the way I want you to begin to say this is that Jesus came from another kingdom. Remember when he stood before Pilate, he said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, he says, I would have asked my father, he would have given soldiers, and they would have fought for me. Okay? So now, what I want you to get just at the start is that what is mystery in one kingdom is common in another kingdom. Praise the Lord. What did I say? What is mystery in one kingdom is what is what? Common in another kingdom. Let me give you a simple illustration now. You see, in Nigeria, corruption is so common that it's not news again. A few of us may have read, um, I think it was, uh, is it Lumumba, one of those um, African uh, speakers wrote. He said, in China, if a man is corrupt, if a, a government official is corrupt, the government will kill him. Okay. In Japan, if a government official engages in corrupt, the government won't kill him. He will kill himself. Okay? In Nigeria, if a government official is, is corrupt, he will contest for election. <laughs> because his popularity would have gone up. And then his people will say he has war chest. No industry. No traceable income. <laughs> Nothing about him. But he has what? Money. Because in our environment... You know, I think it was at um, the Men Under Authority Summit that was telling us that we have to be careful what is happening in our society now. Because what 
the children who see these things being done will do. They will swallow human beings. You saw this small girl now. How old is that girl? 19. Hacking into jam to change her result, not to get admission, to become overall best. That's your country. Corruption is common. It's not a mystery. If a Yubo man comes here now, and you're driving, and police stops you, and raises his hand to greet you, and you bring out 500 naira and puts it in his hand, he will faint. But to you, if you don't do it, the policeman will be chasing you with stick. Because in this environment, it is common. So, mystery in one kingdom is common in another kingdom. Praise God. Now, when Jesus began to say the mysteries of the kingdom, that's essentially what he came to teach us. That's what he came to show us. That there is another kingdom whose ways are completely different from the ways of the kingdom that we are used to. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, really, when you read the Gospels, the the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John... What you find there is that Lord Jesus showing you the ways of the kingdom, life of the kingdom. This is the way things are done. This is what the values are in this kingdom. This is the way we work. This is what works in this kingdom. And you see them from Matthew chapter 5, which we call the Beatitudes. Now, all those things are simply the way or the common things in the kingdom of God. Now, if you, if you can put Matthew 5 for me, please. Matthew 5, just run through anywhere. You begin to see where Jesus will say, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. For there is what? I can't hear you. For there is what? Now, that blessedness is for those who are interested in the kingdom of God. Now, if you are also in Nigeria, and no, not in Nigeria, in the world, and if you've watched any competition, anything that people engage in, you know, try to do, one of the things that the coaches, maybe as a, a voice or idol or whatever, they want you to bring swag. They want you to be bold. They want you to be brash. The born spirit does not work in this kingdom. You have to blow your horns. You have to, you know, if you come out, you shake your head and, you know, just, that's this kingdom. But in the kingdom of God, and what Jesus was, you know, teaching us, he said in this kingdom, the blessed are not the brash, and not the pompous, and not those who boast in themselves. They are those who know their poverty. Praise the Lord. In this kingdom, you see, the merciful, they'll be appreciated, but they don't go far. But in the kingdom of God, they are celebrated. So, if you read that through, you're going to see the different, you know, measurements of the way things are in this current world where we are, and then in the kingdom that we're to inherit. Now, the Christian must take time. That is what faith is based on. That is what our knowledge must grow on. The knowledge of the kingdom that we are receiving. In fact, the Bible says, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. say, let us have grace that we may serve God, what? Acceptably, with holiness. You see, there's a kingdom that is coming and then there's a kingdom that is expiring. You can decide to live your life mastering the kingdom that is expiring. And you will suffer loss in the kingdom that is coming. But when you decide to master and establish yourself in the kingdom that is coming. 
invariably, you will suffer loss in this kingdom unintentionally. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I'm setting a foundation. Do we understand that now? So, the mysteries of this kingdom that we're learning is not really supposed to be a mystery. Let's run through that Matthew 5. For somebody, it might just be what you came to church for. Verse 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be what? Now, mourning in this kingdom, in, in the world, in the kingdom of the world, there's no blessedness to it. But in the kingdom that we're going to, it says when you're mourning, it says something is about to happen. Now, the mourning here that I'm mourning is a mourning because you're seeing what you're seeing and your heart, because there's a purity in your heart, is not making you happy. So you're not satisfied. But in this same world, there are people who are sitting down and are saying, soul, eat, enjoy, relax. Because as far as they're concerned, everything is in place. But when you belong to the kingdom of God and you have the interest of God and the desire of Jesus Christ is your desire. When you read the news, when you see the things that are happening, you're going to be praying even so, come Lord Jesus. You're going to be crying, Lord, have mercy. Because the evil that you see, the wickedness that you see, I don't know about you, but almost every day when I pray to the Lord, I have to ask the Lord, I mean, I've never been in government, but in any way that I contribute to the suffering of the majority of Nigerians, I say, Lord, have mercy. Praise the Lord. Most of us here, the rain last night was something else. How many of us knew it rained? Or the sleep was sweeter? <laughs> okay. Now, most of us here, you know, we're under shelter. We are looking beautiful and we give God glory for that. But there are fellow Nigerians who for no fault of theirs are in IDPs, driven out of their homes. Now, all those information, they come to you. What do you do with it? Hello? What do you do with it? Blessed are those who mourn. So, just trying to give you illustration, and he went on, he says, blessed are the meek. You know, we've talked about that humility. No, in this kingdom, no, nobody wants to be meek. Okay, nobody puts a picture on, on his phone and has the app to... Just make me like I am. Make me a little uglier than I am. Hello. Do you know that there are apps that they can make my picture? When you look at me, you think I'm from uh, Sudan. Or maybe from uh, where now? <laughs> you know? Nobody wants to be... You see, we just want to be heavy, solid, bigger. You know what I'm talking about? Okay? But in this kingdom, they say, blessed are the meek. Okay, my time is going. Let, let, let me move so I can get into the message. He said, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. These are the things that are in this other kingdom that Jesus came to teach us. But where I'm going to this morning, and it's very important I get there, is that in the kingdom where we are, this world where we are in now, a lot of things go a lot of things are permissible that are never permitted in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says God is spirit, right? And this kingdom we are talking about is the spiritual kingdom. Those, that's what we are learning, the spiritual kingdom. God is spirit. Now, God being spirit, he exists in that kingdom and he rules in that. In that kingdom, there is no rebellion. 
There is nothing out of place. So this omnipotent God, this omniscient God, this God who is love, this God who is abounding in goodness, this God who knows all things, can do all things, who sees tomorrow today and sees yesterday tomorrow, is in this kingdom ruling and reigning. Now, in this kingdom, Psalm 89 verse 14 says, the foundations of his throne are what? Righteousness and justice. Praise the Lord. Righteousness and what? Are the foundation of God's throne. In this kingdom of God that we are learning this morning, you see, there are some things that may happen in this kingdom that never happens there. One is this. In the kingdom of God, nobody can cheat. Praise the Lord. Did you hear me? In the kingdom of God, nobody can be cheated. Praise the Lord. I want to be hearing from you. Because I want to make sure we are together. Praise the Lord. See, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 5, we're going to be calling quite a few scriptures. So, thank you for the uh, help from the... 1 John 1, 5, he says this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. That God is what? God is light and in him is what? No darkness at all. James 1, 17. It talks about the father of light with whom there is no variableness or... Uh, yes, King James says this, okay. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. It means that where God is, there is no side you can't hide and you can't be hidden. Hello? I'm laying a foundation. In Acts 10, 34, Peter speaking there, he says, truly I perceive that with God, what? There is no partiality. God shows no what? In the kingdom of God. Now, but you and I know that all these things are not the same in our kingdom, right? In this kingdom. Sorry, not in this kingdom. In the kingdom of the world. There is partiality. Okay? So, there is a job to be given. And you score... Maybe in Nigeria, it's called federal uh, character. It's called quota system. I saw one recently. I don't know if you saw it. I think it was Jam Kotov. Um, River State was 139. Anambra State was 199. Uh, Zamfara was 9. DSS recruitment. Zamfara was 54. River State was 3. Uh, Anambra was 4. Did you hear me? Did you get me? It's the kingdom of this world. There's partiality. There is darkness. You understand what I'm saying? You bid for the job, you can do the job, everything is okay, but they're waiting for you to come and see them. And because you didn't come to see them, all your qualifications mean nothing. They take the job and give someone who does not qualify. Why? Because in this kingdom, there is variableness, and there are shadows of turnings. Praise God. However, in the kingdom of God, no such thing exists. And that's where you and I must begin to peep into. Because it's this thinking that makes you and I suffer in this world, not get the maximum here. And yet, in the kingdom of God, we still don't get the maximum. I'm going somewhere. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. In the kingdom of God, nobody can be denied what he has earned. And nobody can earn what he has not worked for. Praise the Lord. Now, let me help you. Salvation is a gift. Okay? So, by grace are we not of works. It's the gift of God, lest anyone should what? Boast. So, salvation is a gift. But when you're saved, when you enter this kingdom, 
Listen to me. When God finishes what he's doing, you will be surprised. He's not going to say, ah, look at you. I so like your face. Come and sit here by my side. No. The Bible makes us understand that each man's work will be what? Tested. That's where I'm going. In the kingdom of God, there is no uh, mass failure. There is no mass passing. You know how you can say um, all the students that went to a particular secondary school, they all got A's. All these people that uh, went to this place, this happened to them. In the kingdom of God, no. It is every man, say, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be what? There are things that happen in this kingdom that if you understand, I bet you, if you get this today, after today, nobody will tap you to serve the Lord. That's where I'm going. Because I see we don't anymore. And I wanted to give us as an assignment or just as an advice. If any one of us here can access, you know, have access to message, you know, preached in the church, any church, almost, I mean any church, any church that is Bible believing, 25 years down ago, you understand what I'm talking about. Because what has happened is that in the kingdom of God now, instead of putting before us the things of the kingdom for you to, and I to pursue, they are putting for us the things of the kingdom of this world for us to pursue. And we are lagging behind because we can't get it. Why? Because the Bible says the children of this world are in their own world. In their own generation. That's where you're competing with them. Why is that? They will always beat us here. That's why Christians can never be the richest in the world. We're not in that competition. Hello? No, no. We, we are not in that competition. The competition we're in, Jesus said, I want you to lay your treasures. Where no thief steals, where no moth, you know, cor- where, it says lay your treasures in heaven. That's where they're going to measure the richest Christian. It's not here. We are not competing with the unbeliever. We are operating on different time zones. We are not competing with, uh, uh, is it Lady Gaga or Beyonce or what? No, we don't. Our sister should look okay. But we are not in that competition. The competition we are in is in virtue. I wish we will begin to have Miss Virginity contest. Hello? Listen to me, people of God. We have taken our eyes off the prize. We have been sold falsehood. We have become so, you know, so held by the enemy's lies and strongholds that successes amongst Christians think they are failures because we think that the kingdom of our God and the kingdom of this world is the same. Right now, most politicians are rewarding those that help them. And anybody who really helped them will get a post, isn't it? Now, in the kingdom of God, the people who are laboring, you may never see them, you may never hear them, but because God never forgets, they can never be forgotten. And because we are looking like the people of this world, you're saying, ah, brother Zachariah, this brother, hey, this brother is just so solid, but ah, God knows they bless them all. You know why we say that? Because we are looking from the prism of the kingdom of this world. But in the kingdom of God, there are some things that, no, you can't, you must know that they are giving. Genesis 8.22. It says, while the earth remains, what is there? Seed time and... 
Notice that that passage, at least for the King James Version and New King, it says, while the earth remains, what is there? Seed time and... They didn't say harvest time. While the earth remained, seed time remains for you and I. You know why? Because many of us, our harvest may never be seen here. The mysteries of the kingdom. If that is difficult for you to understand... Who is the captain of our faith? Do you know that as at the time our Lord Jesus left, you know, after his resurrection, when he left, unquote, before the eyes of men, he was a failure. They killed him, right? They buried him, right? He rose from the dead. Did he go and challenge Pilate and Herod and all of them and say, I'm alive now? He rose and he did not appear to unbelievers. Do you know that? He appeared to only those who already believed in him. And for years, they were persecuting his people, doing everything to prove that this Jesus didn't achieve anything. But here you and I are. Where is Pilate today? Where is Herod today? Where are all those who persecuted him? But we are still calling him Lord. We are still celebrating him, right? But at that time, it seemed that though that this thing he did, in fact... He fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, right? When he said, go and wait for my promise, how many people went to wait? 120 altogether. It looked like a failure, but it was no failure. It was the matters of the kingdom. This word I'm bringing is for all of us. For some of us, it's to encourage us. For some of us, it's to wake us up. Praise the Lord. For some of us, it's to just let you know that you're no fool. You're actually very wise. We're going to get there. Let me run. So the Bible says, Galatians 6, 7, it says, Whatever a man sows, what? That also, it says, God is not what? God is not mocked. Let me hear you say, God is not mocked. Oh, yes, God is not mocked, sir. God is not mocked, sister. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that also he shall reap. Proverbs 14, 23. I like this one. It says, in all labor, there is what? There is profit. It doesn't look like that in this world. It's in this world that we have the saying, walking like an elephant and eating like what? It's not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, in all labor, there is profit. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Now, 1 Timothy 5. Most times I read the scripture 24 and 25. We do 24. But today we're going to do 25. But just put the two together. It says, some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment. But those of some men follow later. Likewise, 25, let's read 25 together. Likewise, the good works of some are what? Clearly evident. And those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. Now, that English may be difficult for you to understand the way it's coined. So, can we have easy to read version or amplified version? It says, it is the same with the good things people do. Some are easy what? To see. But even if they are not obvious now, it says what? None of them will stay hidden forever. That's for somebody. Let's read the Amplified. It says, so also, good deeds are evident and conspicuous. And even when they are not, what happens? He said they cannot remain hidden indefinitely. Some people, the enemy has fought such battles on them. 
telling them what's the use of this thing you're doing. What's the use? Holy, holy, holy. You know, Angela has married. You know, Hannah, after seven abortions, now seven children. You, you're keeping yourself. Eh? Brother Soso has uh, bought this one. He has acquired land in Banana Island. You, you're doing holy, 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 holy. And then, because when you go to church, the preacher is preaching to you marriage and prosperity, you think you're a failure. Because the very thing the world is getting is what they're telling you you came to church for. So why wouldn't you be discouraged? Lately, some preachers have begun to make it so important that prosperity is essential to the preaching of the gospel. And I wonder which Bible they're reading. When actually Jesus, when he was sending out the disciples, said, take no money, take nothing. He said the anointing is enough. Preachers are making it now that if I want to achieve results, when I look at this church now, I should make myself particularly close to the prominent people here. They need to be close to me for the anointing to work. I went to one conference, and the moment the man said it, I said, no, now. I said, this is a little deviation that in the long run will take you completely out of where you should be. You know the thing about lines, parallel lines? If the distance remains the same, but if you change it by 0. 0.00, whatever, that's the mistake people make when they listen to the gospel. The little change, the little twist here might seem harmless. Ah, but where it will lead you to? That a man will think he needs another man. Jesus said, do not go tarry until you endure with what? Power from where? From your neighbor. So they say, wait until you have a destiny helper. Until you have ministry partners. Until you have all of that. No. They are teaching the things of the kingdom of this world for those who are in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord somebody. So in the kingdom, this kingdom that we have, that we are receiving from our Lord Jesus. There is no cheating. No one successfully cheats in the spiritual. And no one can be cheated. No one can be denied his or her due. In fact, in the kingdom we belong to, nobody has an advantage over the other. Let me tell you something. If um, my phone is, uh, okay, Sam, let's use car. Okay? Um, Pastor Ralph, what car do you want to buy when the breakthrough comes? You're not ready. Okay, you're the Benz man, yes. Which of the Benz? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The manufacturers of Benz, when they make a 2022 Mercedes-Benz, and let's say uh, 450 GL, okay, it will be the same. Some will be short and some will be tall. You know why? They are normal. Now, when God has created us, and we appear, and some people look tall, some short, some fat, some different ways, some are, you know, have affluence, some don't have affluence. Do you think God in what he counts most, is unbalanced. Do you know why that is so? Because the real treasure you carry, nobody can have more than you. Nobody can have less than you. That is why he patterned us for us in the miracle of feeding the children of Israel on their journey in the wilderness. Concerning the manna, what did the Bible say? It said those who gathered more did not have more. Those who gathered less did not have less. Does it mean that some people didn't carry five baskets? It meant that the satisfaction they got was the one God gave them. Does it mean that some people didn't have big baskets and just had handfuls? It meant that God made sure that what they got was equal. Now, in this kingdom we are in, I tell you, nobody is better than the other person. 
There's no champion in this kingdom. There's only one champion. His name is Jesus. Praise the Lord. There are no two champions. In fact, any other name will bounce you from heaven. In the name of my papa, Ikena. The type of kick that will kick you out of heaven, eh? Because they don't know that name there. Is someone listening to me? So we must, you know, begin to ask ourselves, what is actually happening here? Because you see, Christ, his church, the things of the kingdom, oh Lord help us. They are not welfare. You know, we are in a church at the time where telling people to do things for God is like appealing to them to give motherless babies clothes and milk and pampers. Hey, please, uh, hey, can you do this for God? Can you go for evangelism? Can you give money for this? Can you do this? Because we don't understand, praise the Lord, that in this kingdom, any time the master, the king, makes a request of you, it's not that you will bless him. It's that he will do what? Endow you. But we've not understood that. Because men also teach us that when you give, you know, you become different from, no, it's service. It's my privilege. So God has given me the assignment of bringing the word of God to you. God gives another person the assignment of ministering in music. God gives the assignment, another person of interceding for you. All of those things, we are not doing God a favor. We are serving him in the place we are privileged so that the reward of God can fall on us. The kingdom is not a welfare case. The kingdom of God. No, it's not a welfare case. I know some of us, you know, we think uh, if I don't do this, you know, the church will suffer. The church may notice you're not doing something or that, but the kingdom never suffers. Praise the Lord. Recently, we, are, we bought equipments, we bought microphones and, you know, speakers and all of that. Oh, no, we haven't bought microphones, we bought speakers. And we bought it so that Pasikena can speak to a hall that cannot sit 2,000 people. The kingdom, Jesus spoke to 5,000 men, not counting women and children, without microphone, without technical department, without ushers. He fed them, there was no fundraising. <laughs> There was no offering time. And he fed a multitude and collected change. That's the kingdom. Are you with me? What I'm trying to help you understand this morning is that the devil has deceived you and I a lot. That we think that what we do for God, we do for God. We don't really do anything for God. It's for ourselves we do. Everything we're doing is an opportunity of seed time. When they say, you know, do this. You're thinking, but why should I do that? Why should I do that? Why should I do that? It's because, like the passage we read, it says, their eyes are open, but they are not what? Their ears are open, but they are not hearing. But that is not a portion in the name of Jesus. So we do God no favors. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul speaking there, 13 to 14. Okay? So this is what Paul says. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, every time I'd read this passage, and you and I, I believe, I've read it, what we saw there was Paul's passion for God, isn't it? Paul's devotion, Paul's zeal for his God. But let's look at that verse 14 well now. Let's read it to everybody. 
It says, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What are you saying there? Paul is not doing welfare. Paul is not, um, he's not just being nice. Hello? How many of us watch tennis? Okay. They said Djokovic, most of the tennis, you know, the top uh, seats in, in tennis. Apart from the training they do, they don't even eat normal food again. Their diet is specific to help them, even when they're on vacation. Why do they do that? Because they want to do welfare. Because they want to entertain us. No. Do you know that this current Wimbledon they're doing now, the current one, the first round, everybody that plays gets 55,000 pounds, whether you lose or win, just for showing up. Then second round, I think it goes to 200,000. Then it keeps going. The winner gets about one point something million pounds. So when you see Djokovic training, it's not that he wants to entertain Tolu. He doesn't love you. He can see the prize. That's what the Christians are not seeing. So you think what you're doing, you're doing for pastor. Those who think better, think they're doing it for Jesus. No, you're doing it for yourself. I press toward the goal for the prize. That is a prize. That word there is not welfare. There is a prize. The devil has deceived us. I come to church just because I love God. Keep your love there. If your eyes were open, they will drive you. You know why? I said, listen to the message. When I got born again in 94, 95, 96, the church where I attended, people were quitting bank jobs. People were quitting executive positions to serve God. There was a revelation that it was a privilege to serve God. But now, I joined online. Which means, Pastor, I'm still helping. I'm amongst the 70 that are online. I'm helping. You know, from time to time, I send some money. To who? You don't know what they're talking about. Praise the Lord, somebody. No, you you don't understand the king. We're talking about the king of kings. We're talking about the Lord of lords. You know, somebody spoke to me. You know, somebody, a a dear, close person to me. Said to me, Pastor, you see, that, that's why I told you, you know, I was campaigning for these people to come in. Now, you know, uh, we've gotten post. I said, I rejoice for you for the post you got. At least you didn't steal your certificate. But whatever is founded on injustice, I still declare must what? Crumble. Are you with me? You see, so this person said, was saying, I worked for this. Now I have something. Do you know the benefits of serving the king of kings? Pastor Lord, we, we have people here, foundational classes. So when the church closes, they stay till sometimes 3 p.m., 2.30 p.m. Pastor Lord, when we gave our lives to Christ, when you go to church in the morning, you leave 6 p.m. in the evening. There's one class, after one class, after one class, after one class. You can't try it now. Even the two hours, people are already shaking. And then we didn't have cushion chairs. You see this chair you're sitting on? It's in sitting room, you'll find it. With AC. Who born that church? But people had a revelation that they were pursuing the kingdom of God and the rewards of the kingdom. Now we are pursuing the rewards of this time. And unfortunately, it's not working. Because it wasn't designed to work. Young lady, young man, big man, old man. It was not designed to work. Jesus had engaged you. The Bible says of our Lord Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for what? The joy. Even Jesus did what he did for something. 
He did what he did what? For the joy. For the joy that was said before. That's what pushed him. And he said, okay, I'm going to do this. I didn't need it. He had the glory before he came. But after he came, go and read the prayer he prayed. He said, now, Father, restore to me what? The glory which I had with you before. But then in Hebrews, we are told that, sorry, in Philippians, we are told that God now had highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every name. So he got something he didn't have before. Praise the Lord, somebody. I want you to wake your mind up and ask yourself when that day comes and i appear before my god am i going to be a pauper salvation is free and just like any other free thing when everybody has it it loses value on this side of eternity is wonderful praise the lord but the apostle paul went from talking about salvation and you know what he began to talk about he began to talk about crowns that's what i came to tell you about they are crowns. And the crowns won't be for sitting in church. Sometimes you wonder, were those men crazy who left Europe? Who left, you know, uh, North America and South America and came here to bring the gospel? Why they were coming to bring the gospel? Some were coming to buy slaves. Though. Do you know that? Some were coming to take, you know, uh, the mineral resources. But some were coming to preach the gospel. Were they stupid? No, they weren't stupid. They could see something. Those who bought slaves, where are they now? But those who preach the gospel, somebody say, Lord, help me. You see, we think, we believe that, you know, anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. It doesn't work like that in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, there's no anyhow. They can't mistakenly credit you with somebody's work. Hello? And also, you cannot suffer. Holy Spirit, help us this morning. Listen to me. Do you know why you and I got are saved now? Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Just a little application of this spiritual understanding. In the spirit, the Bible says the soul that sinned must what? Must die, right? Now, Jesus, the Bible says, the priest of this world came and what? And found nothing in him. There was no sin in him. But do you know what? The princes of this world, they crucified him. Are you following when they crucified Jesus, they broke a law. They made a transaction that was never to take place. The sinless cannot die. Are you with me? Now, because the sinless died, this was the demand. That the sinners, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, shall what? Be saved. So, that mistake they made, because it's a spiritual law, no matter the sin you commit, when you call Jesus, save me. He shows to them, in the spirit, a transaction took place. The sinless died. So now the sinner can live. Are you seeing it now? That's the way it is in the spirit. There's nothing that is pushed aside. You know, if it's this way, I say, okay, but we go kill ourselves. Ah, you've died. Okay, no, let them see. No, no, no. In the spirit is never forgotten. So up to tomorrow, wherever men call on the name of Jesus, they are saved. Now, the same way, there is no act of obedience in the spirit that they will forget. There is no devotion. There is no dedication. That's what men like Paul saw. 
And he would say, ah, you know these days, evangelism is, you go to somebody that is going to another church. He say, if you come to my church, my papa has anointing. If you come to my church, seven people fall under anointing. Every. If you come to my church, we dedicate house, we dedicate this. So you're taking them from one church to another church. Now, Paul the apostle, who understood that in the spiritual, it doesn't work that. He said, I don't even want to preach the gospel where another man has labored. Because he knows that in the spirit, you can't pack and put in your pocket and nobody will know. If you don't earn it, you can't get it. If you don't labor for it, you can't. And if you labor for it, surely the reward will come. In all labor, sir, there is profit. Some of us are here, you're going through difficult times. And you're wondering, why is my life so difficult? I have marriage issues. I have these issues. I have that issue. I have that issue. I have all those issues. If God has permitted you for it, the Bible says, blessed are you when men persecute you and you suffer for righteousness sake. Once you're not suffering it because you're lazy, because you're wicked or because all of it, you're making deposit into your spiritual wealth. Praise the Lord. I like the way you people are looking at me. It means I'm communicating. <laughs> what am I saying, brethren? This mystery, this kingdom we're talking about, if you and I know how believed what we should about this kingdom, about our God, <laughs> we'll be besides ourselves for God. What did I say? We'll be besides ourselves for God. We'll really be besides ourselves for God. Really be besides ourselves for God. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself. If we understood what it's about, we'll be besides ourselves. Just common world now, common environment. Amongst us here now, you know, after service now, a few will, you know, anybody here who is very comfortable, prosperous, that can dash money, will have more people gravitating towards him or her. Am I right or wrong? Because you can see prospect. If your eyes are open to see the prospect of drawing close to God, they can't drive you away. If you see the prospect of being in God's good booth, our Lord Jesus Christ said, he who sent me is always with me. He says what? He said, because I always do those things that please him. Why does he do that? He knows the father. He came from heaven. He knows who the father is. The reason you and I can easily flip and say, I- I'm tired. I-, I won't do it again. is because we don't know. Our eyes haven't been opened to the treasure that is in God. Do you know, child of God, in this kingdom, for the sake of your deposit in this kingdom... Your children's children can have an inheritance. That was talking to us about power in the place of prayer. Do you know what it means to call on God and God hears you and answers you concerning the kingdom things? Do you know what it means for you to be noted in heaven? You know, the, the angels are walking and they say, they mention your name. You say, oh, that's a man, that's a man there. We have somebody there. Do you know what it means? Child of God, this is what it's about. So we serve God you know, we worship him, we press him, we are besides ourselves for him because he will punish us. No, that's a low level. Where you are afraid, so you serve God. That's a low level. If you do that, it's okay, but you're going to come up. And then we serve him because it's good. We serve him because it's beautiful. Why should we praise him? Because he loves you and I. Because of all the wonderful things he does for us. That's excellent. That's even much better because he's good and he's deserving of all of that. Or maybe from this angle, I serve him and I'm devoted to him. Oh, because I'm a Jinjim Christian. How many Jinjim Christians do we have here? We don't have any issues here. Ah, oh, you're denying. It's okay. I want to be Jinjim. You see? So we serve him because we're, we're Jinjim. We're SU. We're Holy Wedge. You know? We serve him because of. That's beautiful. But do you know what? 
you serve him above all because it is the wise thing to do because it is the profitable thing to do because it is the best investment you can ever make you see i don't know how to communicate this to you young lady young lady you strive you spend your time you do everything you know young man you do to get money you do to get this everything you're going to get you're going to wake up one morning and it will mean nothing to you but when you devote your time and devote your resources and devote your giftings to serve this king ah his reward you can't finish it let's rise on our feet hallelujah i'm going to show you one scripture and then you ponder on it second Samuel 24 22 to 25 is the account when David had numbered Israel and God was not happy with him. And God had sent a plague. And finally, God said, okay, you know, build me an altar and then let me stay the plague. And they got to the man Arana, his threshing floor. And Arana said to David, let my lord the king take an offer of whatever seems good to him. Look here are oxen for bond sacrifice and threshing implements and yokes of the oxen for wood. All these, O king, Arana has given to the king. And Arana said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Let's read what the king said. David said, No, but I will surely what? Buy from you for a... Why? It says, I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God without which cost me what? To many of us, David was a fool. He saw a wolf. And they didn't take it. There is no wolf in the spiritual. Hello? What did I say? There is no what? There is no wolf in the spiritual. I've shared this story with us and I share it again. The reason me now started giving money to the church and all of that, tithing and all of that, I don't even want to so emphasize, was that I sat in church being an accountant. I said somebody is sponsoring my coming to church. I sat in church. And I calculated everything that went on in the church. And I calculated what I gave and multiplied it by the average of heads I see. And I said, I am on welfare in this church. Now, it's okay if that is my best. But I was not on welfare at home. My standard of living was not on welfare. Everything about me was not on welfare. But in church, I was on welfare. So that day, I said, no. I won't be welfare in church. I'll be amongst those who are paying for the seat somebody will sit on. I'll be amongst those who are paying for the AC that somebody's in. I'll be amongst those who are paying for the equipment. I'll be amongst those sponsoring others to come. You know why? <laughs> in the spirit, there's no wolf. Praise the Lord. Do you hear me? There's no wolf. Oh Lord, oh Lord, help us to understand it. There's no, no. You can't give and not receive. But I'm not talking of multiplying. That's low level. You can do that with Omanoma now, any of those people. MMM. No, that's not. No. In the kingdom of God, there is a communication. He has a kingdom. And he looks at people who are treasurers. He looks at people who are pillars in his house. Because of the positions they occupy, he sees to it that they are enabled to do more. He sees to it that they are taken care of. He measures that you, there are some things that you can never ever remember to pray about.
But because of the seed you have sown in the spirit, just see it happen. Do you know why some of us, you know, it appears as if we are not experiencing God in our lives? It's because he's doing it ahead of time. Somebody didn't hear me. I was sharing with Pastor Lord some time ago. I saw Nuche, you know, when he was here, he, I don't know, I think he dropped from one high wall. They were doing, you know, um, triple and all that, back flipping and whatever. And from one high place, he did it. But when he was going to take off, he slept. He was wearing slippers. So he didn't get the, you know, the uh, somersaulting. So he landed with a stomach and started having internal bleeding. Now, because of what caused it, he didn't tell us initially, but by the next day, he almost couldn't move. So the school called us. We brought him, took him to a hospital. The first hospital we went to was King's Care. And it was a white doctor that was on duty. When the white doctor did the scan, the man told us, we can't handle this here. He said, take him immediately to National Hospital. There is no need. He said, take him. That was when the man, I said, okay, let's rush. He said, don't rush. But take him because when you're rushing, something worse can happen. So we took him to National Hospital. We got to National Hospital. Luckily for us, we saw somebody, one of the senior doctors there, who we knew. And she hastened for him to get in and do an x-ray. Brothers and sisters, by the time they did the x-ray for Uchi, there was no bleeding again. Do you get what I'm talking about? There was what the man said we can't handle. They need to operate this boy now. When he got there, the doctor finished and smiled. He said, go and sin no more. God had taken care. Do you understand? He allowed us. What of the ones that he doesn't allow to happen? You see, it's because we are too minded to this world. So every time you sit down and calculate, what has God done for me? Do you want God to show you what he's doing for you? You want to carry tests around before you know he keeps you healthy. Hey, hey. David said, I, David, I will not offer to the Lord that word. Which word? Cost me nothing. Many of us are free riders in the kingdom. We are not smart. Your life the gifting you have, the exposure you have. Some of us, if we do birthday party, we'll have 700 people attend. But you've not brought one person to church. And then you say, I love you, Lord. You don't love him. Better still, you don't know what you can gain. Doesn't the Bible say that those who win souls are what? Can you boast in your foolishness? How many have you won recently? Because when, when they think it, you say, ah, I'm going to evangelize for the church. You're not evangelizing for anybody. Nobody does a multi-level marketing for the organization. Do you do it for the organization? Once they sign you on, you start running. Because you can see the profit you're making. In this kingdom, there's profit. Let's ask the Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. I don't want to be a pauper. My time is so gone, so I, I won't want to bore you. You know, but I pray, please, come on Wednesday. You know, so that we can look at scriptures here that will redefine my approach, my thinking. You know, God is not there looking for those that will just, you know, we, yes, we, to us we might say that way, you know, just come and volunteer and serve God. Nobody volunteers. Once you engage, the treasures of heaven are taking note of you. Your parents, your destiny, your tomorrow, your children unborn, your career, everything enters into the records. But above all, there's a kingdom where God is going to say, that's my own. That's my own. So I don't want to be foolish to dodge him again. I'll let me dodge before pastor sees me. Let me appear so that God will see me. Let me raise my hand so that God will see me. Let me say, Lord, I am available to you. Not to help you, but to be helped. Because I see that there is benefit. 
There's profit in the kingdom. Some of us are in the ministry of intercessions. We are praying in the secret place. We are making intercessions for the kingdom. We are making intercessions for our brethren. And nobody knows your value. The Lord sent me to tell you that there is no labor without profit. So this day, I receive open eyes. That's it. Please, can you put the Ephesians 1 for us? 15, 16, 17, but we can start from 17. Okay, therefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 17, please. 18, sorry. That the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. When I read this, the Holy Spirit said, do you know that you can have eyes that are not for understanding, that are just for foolishness? There is an eye of understanding. May it be enlightened. May your eyes of understanding be enlightened, sir. May your eyes of understanding be enlightened, sister. May your eyes of understanding be enlightened, family. Serving God is not welfare. Obeying God is not doing him a favor. Being devoted to God is not issue. It's smart you. Are you hearing me? It's because we can't see. Brothers and sisters, there's a kingdom. There are rewards. There are treasures. God is looking. He's waiting. A time is going to come. Everybody's going to line up before him. They saved once. And then he said, what did you do? Where are your fruits? And I tell him, I went to church. I said, okay. We'll, we'll see the scriptures on, on Wednesday. I'm trying to close. The Bible says such people will enter, but as true fire. You know what it means to enter as true fire? Even this hair Ahmed has, that type of hair won't make it. Clothes won't make it. You enter as true fire. But some will enter with crowns. And you want to miss it. Some will have kingdoms. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 0703 15 You can find us online at www. Dot the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.